We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? There's a fox who comes into our garden and it's so brazen now. It's come right up to our dining yeah. room window. And I went outside to yeah. shoo it. And then she's like, looked at me like, what are you going to do, old man? I'm not scared of you. We can see, mate. It's my garden. My kids were watching, so I couldn't swear or like do anything really violent. If it was just me, I would have got like a massive stick and thought, I'm, I'm going to kill you now, you f***. But because they were watching, yeah. I couldn't be violent, but I also couldn't fail. So she's like, hey, you get out of here. I was picturing you doing some kind of body swap mm. with a fox. What if you were too mm. violent and to teach you a lesson, the uh, the Lord yeah. God uh, swapped you with the fox. So it was you looking in the window and the fox looking back out at like, you from the house. Am I like a tiny little Eamon and it's a giant <laughs> fox wearing my clothes? You're Eamon in a, with, like, on four <laughs> legs. The size yeah. of a fox. And yeah, the fox is like a like a wind in the willows type fox, but with your clothes on. Do you think that might happen? I mean, I wouldn't put it past that old god. <laughs> I think the Lord has a plan for you, my friend. He's certainly been leading me a merry dance so far this year. <laughs> if it ended up with me sort of doing a trading places with a fox, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Bradley Thomas, stand inside the box. Remove your clothing, leave your underwear on until I tell you to load them. You want me to stand on the spot or you want me to stand over here? Okay, I can tell by your eyes you want me to stand on the spot. I'll just go ahead and make myself comfortable over here. What do you bench, 300, 325? I actually had a couple of questions before we get started with the pat down. I was wondering about the bathroom situation. I know I'll be sharing a room with someone, really hoping we get along, but a buddy of mine, a guy named Paul, actually did some time in here. I don't know if you remember him, he said I'd be sharing the toilet facilities within the room. I know me and my roommate are going to be spending a lot of time together, but I wondered if there's any way for us not to spend that time together. Do you know what I mean? Perhaps a partition of some kind? Anyway, just thought I'd put that out there. I don't know if there's any kind of union or representation for the inmates. If they need a spokesperson, I'm happy to take on that role. We'll just see how that all goes. Also, I had a query about the food. I don't react well to eggs. It's not so much of an allergy, more of an intolerance. But I was wondering if it would be possible to substitute items on the menu, perhaps an additional helping of beans or potatoes in place of the eggs. Is this something I'd have to let the kitchen staff know beforehand, or is this something we can deal with at the time? No? I feel like we met before, like there's something about you I recognize, like we have a connection, do you know what I mean? Have you ever been to the Blue Jam Cafe on Ventura Boulevard? Oh, you should go, they do the most delicious breakfast burritos. I've heard their omelets are very good, but I can't eat them because of my intolerance to eggs. Maybe you're on the cover of Men's Health? Shall I take off my pants now? Okay. Hey, yep. Ah, I don't know what that means. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Watching Films on the Toilet. Another one. Who'd have thought? We've done lots. Episode 11. Just a quick word about my audio. Um, I'm not inside my usual blanket covered fort that I usually record in. No. Um, I'm in, actually in the luxury of recording in my front room. Yeah. The reason being in the, the dining room where I usually set up my fort. We have two guests yeah. with us. We've got some little guinea pigs. So they're currently in that room whilst we sort out a, a 
their proper home in the shed. What are they called? So my daughter's named hers. She got a white one. She called it Snowflake. Has no idea of the uh, connotations of that. Yeah, and I didn't want to be like, don't call it Snowflake. <laughs> because it'd be like, you know, spoiling her childhood innocence. So I was like, that's yeah. a lovely name. And then my son has called his Jackie Six. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that is the greatest name. It's a brilliant name. I love name. it. Because he said, it's an amazing name. Because we said, he was like, what do you think, what would you like to call it? He's like, uh, Jackie. And we were like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, wait, Jackie Six. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is that from anything? No, oh, he asked him. He just likes it. So anyway, so the acoustics might be a little different because I'm doing it from the comfort of my, my living room. I'm... Uh, very much in my fort, uh, my double ironing board duvet spread over the top, <laughs> soundproof room. I don't want to shatter the illusions for the listeners who may think we have some kind of even remotely professional setup for this record. <laughs> oh, it could not be further from that. Yeah, you're in your double ironing board fort. On mine, I'll, I use an ironing board and a ladder, either ends That's of a right. table. But I have to be permanently crouched over. Because if I lean back, the the ladder the ladder falls back and smashes yeah. against the the wall, and all blankets fall off the top, and it gets boiling hot. And so it's the most uncomfortable three hours of any given fortnight. Last week, when I got up after our recording, I had a pain in my stomach and my back, uh, which I googled, and apparently that could be bowel cancer. Oh, God. so that was that was great. Oh, man. Thankfully, the pain's gone, but it did make me panic for a while. Can podcasting give you bowel cancer? This one can. There, there you go. There's our new slogan. Top that, Josh Widdicombe and Rob <laughs> Beckett. Can your light-hearted bants give people bowel cancer? I don't think so. <laughs> do, do an impression. Oh, Josh Widdicombe. Yeah, what would he say? <laughs> oh, I can't think of anything funny to say. James Acaster, over to you. <laughs> What would, what would Rob Beckett say? Is that Rob Beckett? He sort of sound like that? He'd be very a very cheeky chappy and very affable. He's so cheeky, isn't he? If you actually dug down into it, there'd be no actual jokes. It's just, <laughs> it's all personality and not, no jokes. Whereas this yeah. is no personality and also and no, no jokes. jokes. <laughs> yeah. None. I listened to, to a little bit of their podcast the other day. because it's Was it good? <laughs> it was just them <laughs> shouting at each other for ages. And then, well, it's like you and I... We have nothing else, but this is this is all we have. So no, this is it. We we record for approximately seven or eight hours, and we're <laughs> yeah. lucky to get thirty minutes of usable material. Part of the reason we changed from releasing episodes weekly to fortnightly is because it takes so long to edit. <laughs> yeah. Whereas there, the, the real Beckett Josh Widdicombe podcast is just this is like it's like a blip on their radar. That's just an excuse for them to get a little bit of pocket change during the lockdown. So they don't really edit it. They just shout at each other continuously. Yeah, and then I had to turn off the one I was listening to because it was Paddy McGuinness. Oh, you love him! He's your favourite man. That man, his <laughs> tiny weird head. Oh, what was he talking? I I probably shouldn't try and do a Paddy McGuinness impression. It'll all go wrong. This tells you everything you need to know about Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, he was having some drilling done in his house whilst he's being interviewed and didn't tell the guy to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He goes, um, he goes, oh. Oh, this week, this is Rob Beckett. Yeah. Oh, this week, our guest is Paddy McGuinness. And I love Paddy because when I was coming up through the circuit, he gave me loads of advice and stuff. It's just yeah. like, first of all, he would never do that because he's, <laughs> because he's horrible. Secondly, he's not a comedian. He's a host. 
He's a presenter, so he yeah. never would have been there to give you the encouragement anyway. No. So if you ever want a masterclass on someone lying through their teeth, <laughs> listen to Rob Beckett singing Paddy McGuinness's praises because it's a, he does it so well. I mean, I, I've not really thought it through, but it, are we calling out Josh Whittacombe and Rob Beckett? Is that what this is? Are we calling them out? Is that what this is? I think it is. Oh, it's become Are that. we starting something? Are yeah. we starting something? We're starting some oh. beef with them. Oh, wow. Are we yeah. throwing shade at them? Yeah. Did you just throw shade at them? Throw shade at their success and yeah. all personalities. Well, I'm fairly sure. In fact, I'm 100% sure that we're punching up. So that's not a problem. That's okay it's then, fine. isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. And if they try and punch down on us, then boo. That's not what comedy is. He does that thing that I really that does my head in which is he's a young guy but he complains like a middle-aged guy oh, <laughs> off <laughs> off josh Whittacombe. i know for a fact you're a f***ing millionaire and you live an incredibly privileged life stop pretending things annoy you i went to the shop the other day and i used the automatic checkout and it didn't work f*** off josh no you didn't you got an m&s delivery yeah of course you did stupid idiot yeah i think we've called them out that's probably enough shade for the time being. Probably. <laughs> Do you think this new um, hard man haircut of mine is making me act more aggressively? You look like you've been on the SAS challenge. And failed. <laughs> yeah. First to leave the challenge, <laughs> Eamon. Yeah, we were due to have Eamon here as well, but he didn't show up. <laughs> I think I don't think you'd even go. No. I don't want a load of angry men shouting at me for not running fast. It's a horrible program. But you know what's weird? You don't get to join the SAS after. Neither no. do you get like a big cash prize or something. You just get yeah. the sense of satisfaction that you did quite well. And probably trauma. You're definitely going to have flashbacks to that time you had to spend a day hmm. tied up with heavy metal music blaring sporadically in your ears and a black hood over your head. The idea of sitting in a shed listening to heavy metal music sporadically, I find very appealing. I just wouldn't have the black hood on my head. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. 24 hours to myself with some metal in a shed. Bring it on, mate. If that's what it takes to join the SAS, consider me tough. That's all you have to do, yeah. Just yeah. listen to Limp Biscuit for a day. Oh, I love the biscuits. Oh, you love Limp Biscuit, don't you? Yeah. I remember from the year 2000 to 2010, mm. you wore a red cap, didn't you? Like Fred Durst. In honour of my hero, yeah, yeah, that's right. In honour of your hero, Fred Durst, yeah, that's right. And I would, any time I'd, I'd arrive anywhere, I'd make sure the chorus of rolling was that's blaring right. out of my car or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Do you know he's he's directed a film? He has. Yeah, uh, he did make a film with John Travolta. That's in right. It. Was it something? Was it called The Fan? I mean, John Travolta is consistently brilliant and Fred Durst is. is also consistently brilliant. So I don't see what could go mm -hmm. wrong. They're a good combo. <laughs> 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 yeah! <laughs> so. So, Ben. Yeah, boy. I'm not going to tell you guys what this is. You know it by now. And if you don't, F you. <laughs> um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a great start. Too much. <laughs> it's, I do feel like this haircut has made you more aggressive, and you were really <laughs> aggressive before that, so this is quite something. Okay. No, I, I like it. Keep going. So, Ben, what film have we watched this week? 
So this week, we're going to be talking about Brawl in Cell Block. It's 99, isn't it? Why have I written Mm -hmm. Brawl in Cell Block H on my notes? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) I just did that. You were thinking about the classic 80s Australian female prison drama. There's a Brawl in Cell Block H. Ben, have you accidentally watched all 12 (laughs) series of Prisoner Cell Block H instead of the film we're supposed to look at? Uh, I only knew it was accidentally now when you just told me. (laughs) I've made so many notes. Mm. Anyway, Brawl in Cell Block 99, 2017, uh, directed by S. Craig Zala, starring Vince Vaughn. And, um, Mm. well, God, what is it? It's a prison drama action horror horror yeah there's yeah. there's a lot going in it's quite hard to pin down really so is. i watched this movie when it came out and i've wanted you to see it and experience it and see what you thought so yeah pretty good but before we talk about the brawl we have have a bit of correspondence to catch up on oh nice so as you know a few weeks ago i came upon a notebook in a public toilet and it turned out that it belonged to a well, we're assuming a rapper character by the name of Big Turkey Neck. And we did ask Big Turkey Neck to come forward. But unfortunately, we still haven't heard from him. I've read mm-hmm. the book now. I've read the whole thing. There's some wonderful bars in there. And I, I really would like him to come forward. So I thought I'd read another one of his rhymes today in the hope that someone out there or Big Turkey himself will be listening. This was another one of his raps, uh, which I will share with you now. So it says, I think this is the part in the rap song where the rapper kind of talks a bit Mm. at the start. Uh, So it just says, big turkey neck, big turkey banger. (laughs) 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 And then it goes into the song. Bang, wrapped up my shift at richer sounds. I got that Friday feeling. Bang, microwave meal and a nice hot bath. Sounds very appealing. Bang. Got a few missed calls from Keith Davis. He wants... <laughs> Got a few missed calls from Keith Davis. He wants to come over. Bang. But I'm too tired and I don't want to wake up with a hangover. Keith, we're not allowed to meet up because you're not in my support bubble. Keith, you know what my neighbours are like. I don't want any trouble. Keith, I can tell man's vexed, but nights out with you can get out of hand. Keith... Last time we had a night out in the club, we all got banned. Tonight, I'm not drinking, it won't be hectic, my kind of fun. I'm going to lock the door, turn the lights down low, and have a party for one. Don't have to chat to girls I don't know. Don't have to throw back shots in a row. Got a polo neck shirt, but I don't have to wear it. One controller, and I don't have to share it. Silk dressing gown and my jogging bottoms on. Made a playlist of my favourite songs. Mostly Coldplay and songs from musicals. Nickelback, Abba, James Blunt. Beautiful. Went to the bathroom at half past eight. No queue straight in, didn't have to wait. After an hour, back to the PlayStation. No, where have you been? No interrogation. No, I got a call from my mum, but she kept breaking up, so I went outside to get better reception. Just before 10, I felt a bit tired. Read a book for a bit, so I wasn't all wired. Turned out the light, and I slept until 9. Best party I've been to in some time. Shut your mouth. Oh, wow. That's it. That was his rhyme. That was his rhyme about a party for one. That's quite a change in direction for old Big Mm. Turkey Neck. I get the feeling that he sees Keith Davis as a bit of a loose cannon and he tries to avoid spending time with him at all costs. Yeah, it sounds like Keith Davis is a bad influence on him. BTN. 
He seems like he doesn't like to break the rules. He's not trying to be a bad boy rapper. No, the good boy rapper genre is criminally unrepresented, isn't it? It is. I like your choice of words there. It's one thing that slightly concerns me. Does it say that he spends an hour in the toilet? Yes, it did. That's a long old time to spend in the toilet. But, you know, as he said, if you go out to the club and you go off to the toilet for an hour, mm. it's going to be a lot of questions when you get back. But yeah, I can, you can see why, because I've got questions about it now. <laughs> well, he can do what he wants. It's his house. Is there something wrong with his tummy? That's way too long. You've also got to remember, Eamon, he's a poet. This isn't necessarily fact. So you're saying it's artistic license, exaggerating the length of time we spent in the toilet. Yeah, that's right. It's a strange bit of artistic license to take. Well, we've never met Big Turkey Neck. We don't know what his deal is. Well, I hope everything's all right with his digestive tract. <laughs> I'd love to hear from Big Turkey Neck. I have to say, I'd also like to hear uh, Keith Davis's side of things. Keith Davis, if you're out there, get in touch and tell your side of the story. That would be interesting to hear from old Keith. It would. Who knows? Maybe we will. Who knows, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, time for some toilet news, my old friend. Toilet news. Toilet news. What time is it? Toilet news time. <laughs> this is a great headline. Alaska woman attacked by bear up through her toilet. <laughs> so alaska woman shannon stevens was bitten in the butt by a bear as she sat down on the seat of an outhouse in the wilderness in the southeastern part of the state her brother eric stevens heard her yell and rushed over to see what was going on he said i opened the toilet and (laughs) just a bear's face just right there at the level of the toilet seat just looking right back up through the top through the hole right at me (laughs) (laughs) what how did a bear get in the toilet from what i can gather it's like an outhouse so it's like a a wooden shack type thing on a raised platform okay so it's like it's just like a hole yeah it's not like plumbed in that's what i was thinking like a bear in my toilet that would be mental he added i just shut the lid as fast as i could i said there's a bear down there we've got to get out of here now and we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could i mean we'd yeah we'd be more likely to get a fox around here wouldn't we i think we're misled by the book the fantastic mr fox into thinking like foxes are like cunning and awesome and cool right okay actually they're not they're dicks <laughs> i like them i've been told that if i was an animal i'd be a fox because i sort of look like one who told you that so roald dahl yeah, Roald Dahl told me that I look like a fox. And he b- wrote a book about it. The jerk-ass Mr. Fox. <laughs> That's right. That Roald Dahl's classic <laughs> tale of, uh, of a really annoying fox. There was a lady in Australia who was bitten on the bottom by a python. Oof. Greg Tonkins, where is he when you need him? He would have punched it in the face. He would have decked that python in, no problemo. In fact, if he would have decked the bear as well. I do feel like animal welfare has gone too far. Oh, my God. I would welcome a TV format. Maybe chat on Channel 5 15 years ago. Just Greg traveling the world, duffing animals. <laughs> you know that that was not his intention. He did not want to hurt the kangaroo. He mistook it for the man who had been having it off with his mum. That's why. <laughs> okay. Well, what if we dressed up various animals as adulterous Australians? <laughs> And Greg Tonkins could go around and punch them. So he gets to try and lay them out. And then afterwards yeah. we go, so Greg, what animal do you think you laid out this week? <laughs> oh, are you kidding yeah. me? Oh, I didn't mean to hit another. Oh, what have you made me hit this week? And I'd say you'd be a sliding scale. So a tiger, I'd say four or five punches to properly lay it out. I don't think you'd get close to a tiger. No, but I'm saying you're allowed four or five free punches. 
We can't talk about this. Why not? You can't punch animals in the face. They're dressed as Australian <laughs> cheating men, Ben. It's cruel, Eamon. It's cruel. Well, yeah, obviously it wouldn't happen now, but 15 years ago, it would have gone down well on Channel 5. I always find it funny. People go on about being kind to animals, which, in all seriousness, I know you should be. Yes, you do know that. Good. I always find I kind of feel like this disconnect when people are like, oh, I love animals. They're so sweet. And like the horrific things that animals do. Oh, yeah. Well, we've talked about chimpanzees before, haven't we? That's the, It's a roundabout way of getting back to the topic <laughs> of <laughs> culling, culling chimpanzees <laughs> in a worldwide bid to wipe them out oh, completely. Thank God that's come up again. There's a subreddit called Nature is Metal. And it's just horrible. They just do horrible things to one another. It's gross. But animals doing horrible things to each other. Yeah. Nature mm. really is metal. And which is why I and Greg are setting out to <laughs> civilise it. Okay. Good. So, well. next up in Toilet News, this is about our old friend Pete Andre oh. and Turkey Price. Turkey Price. Brilliant. Peter Andre and Turkey Price's <laughs> X-rated antics during marriage. The mysterious girl singer remembered a conversation he had with Turkey in a loo in which she laid out her feelings for him. Oh. Claiming Turkey had been drunk while they had the conversation, Peter remembered her saying, no, you can't let me go. I've never felt this way about anyone. Never, never, never. Look, I'll prove it to you. I'll never leave your side. Every day, <laughs> every night. Do you want a little... Fuck, <laughs> you can't... <laughs> well, I just got excited because it's a toilet story and it's got Turkey Price and Pete Andre in it. I don't actually have any ill will towards either of them. You, that's not true. You hate Peter Andre. Pete, I hate Peter Andre because of prime British dads. So you do? So I, I have tremendous ill will towards Peter. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that Peter Andre went to the toilet and he got bitten on the bottom. And when he looked back, Turkey Price was raising her head out of the bowl. <laughs> a turkey was coming out of the a bowl. A turkey, yeah. <laughs> got bitten on the bat by a turkey. That could be the start of an Iceland advert, actually. Peter Andre sitting on the toilet and then from between his legs a little turkey head pops out and goes, oh hey turkey what's on the menu in Iceland this week? And then the turkey Yeah. what did the turkey sound like do you think? <laughs> Something like that. Is it one of those is it like a city style relationship where only he can understand what the turkey says? It's exactly that. Yeah. yeah. I'm picturing Peter Andre and the turkey solving some crimes together. Now you're talking. Yeah. First hour of your Saturday night, you watch the Aussie guy punching animals in the face, <laughs> followed by yeah. Peter Andre and his turkey companion solving crimes. We're going from Channel 5 to ITV. There we go. So that is the end of the toilet news. Cool. So this week, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Mm. How many sittings, Eamon, did it take you to get through this film? It took me eight sittings. How about you? It was seven, so one less than you. So what have you uh, what have you had to drink for me this week, Eamon? Well, Ben, I'm very excited to reveal the new sponsor for the podcast. They heard us talking about their delicious drink a few weeks back. The good folks at Fern at Branca have been in touch. They loved our description of their beautiful drink. <laughs> and they want to sponsor the Big Wee Summary. They have actually sent me a few words to say about the drink, so it's very classily done. So if you'll give me a bit of time, I'll just yeah. read them now. So Ben, there's nothing more I enjoy on a beautiful spring evening like this one 
than a delicious glass of Fernet Branca. So if you don't mind, I'm going to pour myself a delicious glass. Mmm, Fernet Branca. It's an intoxicating blend of quinine, turmeric, bitter celery and myrrh resin soothes the palate with an unmistakable mellowness. It says here to take a drink, so bottoms up. <coughs> oh, oh. Mmm, mmm. They say Fernet Branca was developed as a medicinal cure, but it became so renowned for its warm, charming character <clears throat> and popular for its easygoing drinkability that it soon became one of Europe's most sought after drinks. Okay, now it says to take four massive gulps. <coughs> oh. oh, oh my god. Whew. Its recipe, perfected over the centuries by Italian artisans, is a trade secret, containing over 20 aromats, which to be truly savoured, should be delicately swirled around the palate for several seconds. God. Okay, here we go. <coughs> oh, oh. Fucking hell. Fucking Christ. Jesus. <clears throat> Fernet Branca. It's the handshake of an old friend. The embrace of family. The touch of a lover. Let's raise a glass to this delightful smooth nectar. Cheers. Whew. I think you've really... Nailed that sponsorship deal, Eamon. <laughs> it's so good. I've never tried it, but I think you've drunk enough for both of us by the looks of things. Well, they are sending a case to your house, Ben. Oh, good. Lucky me. I have a bit of a confession to make. I've actually given a sponsorship contract to a major pharmaceutical company this week. Oh, yeah. I said that we'd give them a contract for £300 million. Well, I'm afraid Fernet Branca have gotten in there yeah. first, and they are paying us only in Fernet Branca. Oh, oh, good. I'll just call call my friend up and tell him not to bother then. If you can cancel that. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I'm still just enjoying the Fernet. How much have you had to drink this week? How much do I get? Well, I'm contractually obliged to drink three bottles every day. <laughs> so, wow. um, you've got a minute 30. Three, two, one, go. So, Vince Vaughan plays a big dude with a cross on the back of his bald head, who we meet on what seems to be a particularly bad day. He loses his job, finds out his wife's cheating on him, beats up a car, and decides to go back to working as a drug courier. Turns out this was actually a pretty good day, so as things go rapidly downhill from here. Well, not immediately. 18 months later, Vince is doing pretty well. He's got a nice house, his wife is pregnant, and he's making bank. But then it all goes wrong when he accepts a job his gut tells him not to with a bunch of guys he doesn't trust. They start a firefight with the police and Vince steps in, killing one of the goons and wounding another one. Vince refuses to rat out the guys he was working for and he's sent to, it turns out, a pretty decent prison for a seven year stretch, knowing his wife will be waiting for him when he gets out. Unfortunately, she's kidnapped under the orders of the boss he's inconvenienced and he's told that unless he finds a way to kill this dude who's in a maximum security prison run by Don Johnson, horrible things will happen to his unborn wife and child. So after breaking a lot of arms, he finds himself in Cellbot 99, an off-the-grid hellhole where criminals are tortured rather than rehabilitated. He finds out this guy he was meant to kill didn't actually exist and the crime boss just wants him to suffer in prison. 
He's not having any of that though, so after disabling the shock belt around his waist, he makes his way to the boss's lair, brutally murders his goon friends, and convinces the boss to release his wife and unborn child before stomping his head off in the cell's pit latrine. Then Don Johnson comes in and blows his head off. The end. Well, well done, Ben. That was just under the 1 minute 30, so mission accomplished. hey Someone is at the top of their game. <laughs> and that's me. So, Eamon, I, I got you to watch this film. What did you make of it? I freaking loved it. I, I thought you would. I'm glad you did. Did you like it? I love it. I think it's a brilliant film. We are big early Vince Vaughn fans. Yeah. We watched Swingers together mm-hmm. and we quickly fell in love with Vince and his yeah. shtick. I feel like, well, he did a lot of terrible comedies and yeah. kind of fizzled out. But of late, he seems to be picking some really interesting roles. And I thought he was brilliant in this you know the obvious choice for something like this would be someone like maybe Jason Statham or Frank Grillo Mm -hmm. but by choosing Vince Vaughn casting against type it's a risk but it means that the audience are then more open to unusual choices Uh, they're more up for having their expectations uh, subverted and I feel like this this film did that very well there's that brilliant scene at the start where he Mm -hmm. beats up the car Oh, and they just have it. that really realistic conversation about her affair. And he let all his rage out and then he accepted that he did the wrong thing. And it was like, right, come on, let's, we can work on this. I think that's a brilliant way to start the film because yeah. we're so used to someone cheating on, mm. on someone. And you know, that's the beginning of their luck sort of spiraling out of control. Whereas the fact that he sought a resolution to, yes. to that immediately because it's so unexpected it, it immediately puts you on the back foot for the rest of the film you don't know what to expect next i mean that beating up the car is incredibly cathartic there are many times when i've wanted to destroy inanimate objects i started making a list actually of the inanimate objects i have destroyed out of rage <laughs> yes yeah go ahead we know about you bit your phone i bit my blackberry which is a prime example of how seething with rage you are. Yeah. yeah. We have this recycling uh, basket yeah. in our kitchen. Something happened, like I'd gone outside and got wet socks and I was already in a bad mood. Yeah. So I came in and I chucked the recycling basket on the floor yeah. and I thought, because it was plastic, I thought it would just bounce, but it like, splintered <laughs> into like a million bits. Excellent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is quite recent. This is a very parent-specific gripe. Isofix points in a car are these metal hooks. Oh, yeah, that yeah. you hook a child seat into. Yes, yeah. And f***ing finding them and clicking <laughs> the seat on is almost impossible. And sure enough, I had to do it the other day. And, yeah. and I had to put in my daughter's seat. So I spent about half an hour in the car and I punched that car seat. <laughs> And I also punched the window as well. You punched the window? Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did either of those things break? No, because I'm not strong like Vince Vaughn. You are a specimen, Eamon. Thanks, man. i say that as a compliment. <laughs> it is a long film. It does feel long. But I was, I was more than happy to sit there and spend time with this character. And I think we, ha- we have to see the nice prison before we see the terrible prison because otherwise it just wouldn't make have the same impact oh for sure it's a weird but cool challenge you have to behave so badly to get demoted to this really bad prison yeah i've not seen anything like that 
it's interesting the point at which he makes those choices because there's he beats up the nice officer in the mm. decent prison and then he goes to the maximum security one and mm. i think even at that point we're thinking well maybe he'll get out of it he could have 20 years in there and then get to see his daughter but then he goes into the courtyard and he just beats the hell out of loads of people nearly gets shot and then mm. from then on it's like right okay he's not getting out all he wants is just to save his wife and his unborn child when and then gets at that point it becomes a horror film yes it's just a descent into hell isn't it one thing that, that got skipped over that i really want to mention very quickly is that when he goes through like the induction process at the first prison he has like a strip search and everything and the yes. guards rate his junk yes he does i love that bit it's really really casual they just yeah. look at each other and go a minus and they're kind of like yeah somewhat that's impressed. Right. <laughs> i just thought it was such a, and then i'm pretty sure there's a cut straight after that i just thought it was there's 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 a maybe three or four of those little moments and they're really funny yeah it was funny there's some it really was funny, funny yeah. stuff in there but some deeply disturbing stuff as well it's a, a very unsettling mix how would you rate your junk <laughs> oh god i'm not i'm not going to do that i can do it for you yeah go on b plus <laughs> I, that's very mm -hmm. generous thank you you uh you want to rate yourself no i think it's very coarse <laughs> you're right that that would be inappropriate okay moving on <laughs> well that's that's another thing i loved about the pace of this is the slowness of everything including a reluctance to cut away from anything really violent yeah. I absolutely loved the fight scenes in this. It wasn't watching two black belts going at it with a flurry no. of fists. They were very messy. Part of the reason why I love this film is it's like, this is a film where the goon is the main character. I love my goons, Ben. I know you love your goons. I like how slow and purposeful he is with everything. When he throws a punch, it looks slow until yeah. it lands and yeah. just sort of goes through the other person's body. But yeah, there were these really nicely choreographed long fight sequences and again the sound there was a bit where a guy got hit on the back of a head with the metal pole it's just this horrible like clunk and then there's that other bit where he picks up someone and just breaks his back or something he just kind of pulls him around and you just get this horrible crunching so those sequences combined with these really nasty sound effects were really effective the violence escalates mm. and at the end you have this very shocking but comical violence because of the the dummies they use are purposefully rubbish rubbish yeah rubber looking you know vince at the end he gets shot and mm. it's not him uh there's the guy who gets his face scraped off on the floor <laughs> oh, God, yeah do you did you like the fact that they used that or did you feel it took you out of the film no i didn't actually that's a good question i think because i i'm old and mm. i grew up with a lot of great albeit easily identifiable practical effects it was very very uh, nostalgic for me in a, in a weird way yeah so it didn't take me out of the film it reminds me of old films that i'd watched i think it was meant to give the film a sort of grindhouse aesthetic i feel like if that had looked very realistic yeah we probably would have turned against him because what he did was horrifying but because it looks kind of rubbery you know you're with him you've been in any fights Eamon? i think i'm so risk averse mm. that i've not really been in any fights i was in a nightclub i don't really do moshing because i just get knocked over but i i think i i was moshing and i accidentally knocked into someone so he grabbed me by the throat and undertaker choke slammed me to the floor oh my god 
which was quite shocking. And then the bouncer came over and dragged him out. But he picked me up as well and like just took us both out into the waiting area. And then I think a, a drink had been spilled. So he went off mm. to tell someone that the drink had been spilled. So I was just left with this guy that had just chokeslammed me to the floor. Yeah. And I said, why, why did you do that? And he said, oh, you elbowed me. I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It was, I didn't realize it was a mosh pit. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. He just apologized. Yeah. And then he had to leave and I went back in. That was kind of the end of the night. I wasn't really up for any, any more evening after that. You know, it's funny how often that happens. You get choked slammed and you're like, oh, I'm not so into this evening anymore. I didn't get into a fight, but I once got threatened with a big duffing yeah. in a pub in East London. Yeah. We went in and I found a jukebox that was really cheap. So I put in all the change I had, which was about six pounds. Yeah. And I selected Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty over and over again. <laughs> I put it on, it must have been like 30 times or something. The first two or three times people found it funny and then they got so getting really pissed off. And then somehow someone found out it was me and they were just like, if you do anything like that again, you're going to get chinned. I think it was probably because I was just like laughing so hard. I just yes. waiting to see, like the anticipation of waiting to see how people would react to the very next play of it. You laughing in a bar full of people. I'm, I'm surprised he managed to identify you at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Dead giveaway, but oh, it's so worth it. <laughs> he should have lamped you out. He, 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 in fairness, he should have done, yeah. What are you going to do with this bad boy? Out of choice of what? You can flush it. Yeah. Or fish it out. Okay. Oh, God, I'd fish it out. You? Well, yeah, I, I would I'd fish this out for sure. We've both fished it out. Do we want to elevate this to the lobster tank? Absolutely. I, f I feel like this should go in the tank of glory. It's a great mm. film. How do you feel? Yeah, I put it in. So it joins Midnight Run. Fantastic. That tank is looking oh. good. Smelling mighty fine. <laughs> Smelling awful, but looking good. It's cool. So it's time for the last part of the show. In terms of the show, where do you think people think this would go? It's a bit like you're at school, like your last lesson on a Friday afternoon. Mm. So even yeah. if you had like maths or something, <laughs> which you hated, you know it's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's a relief to hear top five. So this week we're doing top five kidnapping movies. Yeah. So these are movies that involve kidnapping, not hostage taking. Whoever gets the most guesses out of three gets to choose next week's film. Whoever loses has to sleep on their bathroom floor. So you get to pick first because you lost. Uh, this is a double. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Misery. No, it's a great film. It's chilling. Oh, it's horrible when she hits his foot with that big hammer. Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? Oh, she says he's a dirty bird and all. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, isn't it? She hobbos him. <laughs> oh, she turk him in. Says she's going to lurk after him. She smashed him with a hammer. I would actually give that one star on TripAdvisor. Go home after a pleasant <laughs> beef dinner. The landlady smashed my legs with a big hammer. One star. Um, right, your turn. Breakdown. No, but that is a great film. It is a great film. Um, okay, I'm going to say uh, Room. No. All right, it's good, but it's not on my list. This is a double. Fargo. Yeah. How can you not? It's such a brilliant film. It is. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've had two. This is my third. Oh, jeez, Louise. Are you going to get the beef meal or the hobbled legs? <laughs> 
Maybe that should be the new forfeit. <laughs> Get hobbled. Revolutionist gets their legs smashed in with a hammer. Oh, jeez. Right. Uh, this is a double. Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Silence yes. of the Lambs is on my list. Woo! It's on my list. Well, you're back, you're back in the game. Whose turn is it? Is it your turn? Yeah. It's another double. Man on fire. No. Ah. I'm going to say for you, gone, baby, gone. No. Um, for you, Ransom. Yes. Oh. Give me back my son! Okay, well done. Have I done a win? Done a win, yeah. I had uh, Ransom, Misery, Silence of the Lambs, Fargo. My final choice was Real Guilty Pleasure. It's Taken 1. Oh, okay. Let's do my top five then. Silence of the Lambs, Fargo, Man on Fire, Saw, yeah. and Old Boy. Sweet, so I win. Well done. Thanks, mate. So... Next week, and this is very exciting, we will be watching 1992's John Woo movie, yeah. Hard Boiled. I've never seen that film. Well, my friend, you are in for a treat. It is considered to be one of the greatest action films of all time. And we're going to have a special guest. John Woo is joining us. <laughs> Not John Woo, Russ from the I'm Scum and Idols cast podcast. That will be super cool. Because he's a very funny guy and be finally great to riff with someone with a little bit of talent for a change. Well, no, it's just me and him. So, oh, yeah. I'm fired now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russ is the new host of Watching Films <laughs> on the Toilet with uh, Russ and Ben. Jay, shall I tell you how I feel? <laughs> yeah, please do. You know there's that Kevin Costner film, Waterworld? Yes. Yeah. You know Dennis Hopper lives on a big oil tanker? Yeah, he does, yeah. There's a little man who lives in a boat down in the oil well. <laughs> Yeah. And Kevin Costner drops a flare down into the oil. Yeah. And just before it hits the oil, the old man goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, that was a really long-winded way of um, this, of telling me how you feel, but I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, Russ is going to be with us, which is going to be great. Our first guest. Yeah. So could all go horribly wrong. Probably will. Much. Well, he's, he's a seasoned podcaster, so I no doubt he's going to absolutely smash it. Yeah. I am worried about... Is myself get very nervy around new people, and that so makes you aggressive. It makes me aggressive or very shy. So yeah, who, who knows which aim is going to turn up? It's a it's a classic podcast combo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. I'm really outgoing, and this is Eamon, who's aggressive and shy. He's <laughs> well, that was um, that was another episode. That was another episode. Something happened there, didn't it? Something happened. If you managed to get all the way through this episode, well done. I would suggest yeah. you don't listen to any others. Um, you wouldn't want to bother. Don't go and see what we're up to on Instagram, at Films on Toilet. Definitely don't follow us on Facebook, watching films on there. And don't write any reviews. If you want to write a really scathing, horrible review, you could do that. Probably shouldn't subscribe because then you'd have to hear more of us. So... Just don't bother. Classic bit of reverse psychology there, Ben. I love it. No, I meant it. Oh, did you? Oh, oh okay. Seriously, just stay well away. <laughs> <laughs> um, stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the angry, shy one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest trick you ever pulled, Ben. Everyone who ever meets you is just like, oh, your mate Ben, he's such a great guy. He's so nice and friendly. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you don't know. You don't know him. <laughs> He's angry about everything. I am. I'm like the Hulk. All right. Yep. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, 
Uh, shut up. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, geez, well, I'm going to have to be the nice one for a change now. And uh, I'll, we'll see you next time. And I'm going to say keep flushing. Bye.